0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the Fill Your Bowl podcast. Each week, I'm going to bring you new episodes which will inspire you to jump out of your comfort zone and ditch society's expectations of what's normal. This podcast is designed for anyone who wants to fill up their bowl in all areas of their life, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally. If you're finally ready to jump on the self-love train and opt out of what society expects of you, then you're in the right place. I want to bring you raw and honest conversations on mental health, relationships, navigating life in your twenties, healing your relationship with food, exercise, and your body, and lots more. Grab a coffee, turn the volume up, and let's get started with today's episode. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, what's the one thing you'll regret not doing when you're 80 years old? Now. Go do it. Hi everyone, welcome back to another Feel Your Bowl podcast episode. As always, thank you so much for choosing to have me in your ears today. I hope I can bring you lots of value. In today's episode, I'm very excited to touch upon this topic, which is labelling foods as good versus bad this is something that I've experienced. It's something that I have seen other people experience where we we live our lives just going around labelling food as good versus bad. Um, so the reason for this podcast episode is because the other week I shared a TikTok video on foods that they have in Canada. If you don't know, I am currently living in Vancouver and absolutely love it. And so I shared this video on foods that they have in Canada, which we don't have in England. So of course. Lots of foods are going to be different in the supermarkets and I really wanted to share them. Both countries have fruit, veg, rice, pasta, sauces, you know, those types of foods. So I wanted to show something a little bit different, like the foods that are actually different in both countries. And usually that is the chocolates, the sweets, the desserts, the cookies, the cakes, all of those types of foods, you know, the fun foods. So that's what I did. I in this video, I showed all of those types of foods. And I had so many people commenting on this video saying, that is not real food. That's also bad for you. It's all junk food, full of sugar, I would never eat that, full of chemicals. Oh my gosh, the list just went on and on and on of people kicking off about the fact I'd shared these types of foods. And it really made me realize how much work still needs to be done around diet culture and around scaremongering of certain foods. So if you follow intuitive eating accounts or anti-diet accounts or maybe Instagram or I don't know, Facebook, tiktok you may have already seen a lot of people talking about how there are no good or bad foods and this is very different from saying that there are no more nutrient dense foods and less nutrient dense foods because that would be a lie we all know that there are certain foods which provide us with more of one macro or micronutrient than the other and consuming a balance of these types of foods is so important for our body to function optimally so we should all be eating more fruit and vegetables and colored foods and plant-based foods because our body thrives off it. But that doesn't mean that less nutrient-dense foods don't have their place. There is 100% room for both in a balanced diet. So in this podcast episode, I am going to talk about the five reasons why you need to stop labeling your food as good versus bad. And I'm going to go into detail on each of these five reasons. So Number one, it increases stress about eating and this will then affect digestion. Number two, food has no moral value. Number three, it creates a restrictive mindset. It increases cravings for foods that you're avoiding and therefore increases the likelihood of a binge. Number four, it stops you from being able to enjoy the foods you love. And to be honest, that's just sad. And number five, it makes you fear food. Our lives are revolved around food you'll never get away from it. So it is time to be it instead of making an enemy of it. So like I said, I'm going to talk through each of these points in detail. So firstly, point number one was labeling foods as good versus bad, it increases stress about eating. So when we label food as good or bad, we can become anxious or stressed when we are faced with those foods in the bad category. Maybe you're out for dinner and there's not any other option for you. So you start to stress and you panic about a food that you've labeled bad, because you then know that you're going to have to eat it because there's nothing else for you to eat. And maybe you're with people then you don't want to have to tell them that you don't want to eat X, Y, Z food, that you have this thing where you label food as good versus bad, and you're panicking about the fact that you are going to have to eat a food that is in the bad category. Because when you say it out loud, it kind of sounds a little bit ridiculous. But normal, so, so normal for people to do this. And this physiological reaction to eating the bad food can then actually stop you from digesting that food optimally if you do end up eating it. Which will result in symptoms like feeling bloated, gassy and general digestive discomfort after eating. You may then blame that food and tell yourself that you can't eat that type of food because your body doesn't react well to it and it makes you bloated and it makes you feel gassy and it just it doesn't make you feel good when in actual fact it has nothing to do with the food that you've eaten and everything to do with the stressed state that your body is in when eating it. How we are eating our food is just as important as what we are eating. So when you are eating food in a stress state your body goes into a sympathetic dominance. I do have a podcast episode on stress, which goes into this in much more detail. So if you want to listen to that, go back, listen to this podcast episode, because it really does explain how stress can affect your digestion in a whole lot more detail. But I'm just going to discuss the basics here. So what happens is your body goes into a fight or flight state, it sees food as danger. And so it goes into survival mode, and it switches on every single system in the body which fights for our survival. And it switches off every system that doesn't fight for our survival. So this includes our digestive system. Our digestive system is not necessary in a life or death situation. It is not necessary for our body to say, oh, hold on a second. I just need to digest this pizza I ate earlier. No, your body wants to be prioritizing your cardiovascular system, your respiratory system, your musculoskeletal system. All of these systems are what helps us survive in a life or death situation. Therefore, when we are seeing food as danger and seeing it as the enemy, our body will enter this survival mode. And switch off the digestive system so you're not going to be digesting food optimally. And this is what then causes digestive issues like bloating and gas. So we really want to get rid of the bad versus good labeling because it may actually help our digestive system and heal some of the symptoms that we are experiencing when eating food such as bloating and gas. And relaxes our body so it feels safe around all foods. Moving on to number two. So the second reason why we need to get rid of the labeling of good versus bad. Number two is because food has no moral value. The problem with attaching moral value to food is that we then tell ourselves we are good people for eating a salad or we are bad people for eating a burger and fries. Food is a lot more complicated than putting it into a black and white box. And people are also way too complicated to have this black and white approach. Eating a salad does not make you any better of a person than someone who is eating a burger. When we label foods this way, it can trigger certain emotions. If you write a list of all the things it means to be a good person and all the things it means to be a bad person, I imagine your list will look a little something like this and food would not even come into it. So let's look at what it means to be a good person. So you might have on your list helping others, offering your services to someone free of charge, going out of your way to do something for someone, doing something kind for your loved one, being a shoulder to cry on for a friend. All of these things are nice things to do for the people around you. Now let's look at the list of what makes a bad person. So you might have on your list things like doing anything criminal, taking advantage of someone, saying nasty words to someone, bullying, stealing, All of these things are obviously going to make you feel very guilty, very shameful if you do them, if you participate in these behaviors, if you have a conscience, they are going to make you feel guilty. So when we look at our list, and we look at the actions which make us bad, and the actions which make us good, we then need to think about the emotions that come with those actions. So under the good category, if you do something nice for someone, you feel good about yourself, you feel satisfied, you feel content and pleasure, and you just feel generally good, like a fuzzy, nice, happy feeling inside overall, because you've made someone smile, you've done something nice for someone and you've made them happy. And a lot of the time that makes you happy when you see someone that you love happy, like it it brings you good feelings as well. And then when we look at the bad list, the emotions that come with the bad category and the the bad behaviors would be guilt. And you'd feel bad, you'd feel shameful, you'd feel maybe frustrated and anxious because of what you've done. Because you know deep down it's not a moral thing to do and it doesn't sit right with your values as a human. So when you look at your list, I want you to really realize, really realize, (laughs) I want you to really realize That there is a huge difference between stealing from a shop or a bank and eating some birthday cake at a party because you are currently labeling both actions as bad, which means you are going to keep feeling those emotions of guilt and shame when you eat foods that you have put in the bad category because you're telling yourself that it's a bad action, it's a bad behavior and you shouldn't be doing it. And so in order to stop feeling these emotions when you eat certain foods, you have to remove all labelling around food. And this labelling can include the good versus bad, clean versus dirty, cheap meal, junk food, naughty. I absolutely hate it when someone says, oh, go on then, I'll be naughty and have a brownie there is nothing naughty about eating a piece of chocolate or a brownie or a cake or any less nutrient dense food and it's totally okay to eat food purely to feel good and to feel pleasure we seek pleasure in all areas of life and food is one of them so this leads me on to number three why we should stop labeling foods as good as bad labeling food keeps us stuck in a restrictive mindset And this restrictive mindset could be what is triggering the binge restrict cycle or the fuck it effect for you. Does this sound familiar? I'm going to tell you a little scenario and you can see if it sounds familiar to you. You may be out for dinner and then suddenly it's dessert time and everyone's trying to decide whether they have dessert or not. And you say, oh, I'm not going to have any dessert because I'm being good today. You then avoid the dessert and maybe you keep avoiding it and keep avoiding it. So every time you go out, you say no to the dessert, but you do deep down really want the dessert. But you still continue to ignore your craving and you avoid it because in your mind it is a bad food and you shouldn't be eating it and you are being good today. So you're not going to ruin that. Until one day comes and you tell yourself, oh, okay, I'm going to eat a tiny piece of chocolate. I'll just get a taste for it. I only need one square. It's absolutely fine. You've been avoiding dessert. You've been avoiding sugar. You've been avoiding carbs or processed food or anything that's going to give you mental satisfaction for weeks. So when you finally get the taste of that food that you've been avoiding for weeks on end... Your body is going to start sending out so many signals to get you to eat more and more and more of that one food. Your body has been starved and suddenly you are feeding it and the body is thinking, "Holy shit, I need to make sure I get as much of this food now as I can because I do not trust that we are going to be restricting again tomorrow." So then you might you may be in a situation where you are binge eating, overeating, Just in generally eating a lot of food, and you're feeling like you have no willpower, you're feeling like you've lost all control and you can't stop. And you start telling yourself, I will be good again tomorrow. It's okay, I can eat whatever I I want now because I will be good again tomorrow and I will start stricting again tomorrow. So I'll give my body what it wants now. And then tomorrow we start fresh and we restrict. And this cycle just continues and continues and continues for months or years. And the restrictive mindset can also manifest in certain thoughts like, I need to make up for the calories I have eaten, or I should restrict calories for the rest of the day now because I had a piece of chocolate in the morning, or you are skipping meals, you're throwing up, you are doing extra long workouts to make up for some of the foods that you've eaten that day or the night before, or you just say fuck it and you you just continue to eat even more food when you've eaten a food you consider bad. This is an extremely disordered mindset around food and can be very dangerous to your health, mentally and physically, when taken to the extreme. So if this does sound like you, keep listening because I am going to give some tips at the end on how you can stop labelling food as good and bad and some action steps that you can take. Moving on to the fourth reason why you need to stop labelling food as good or bad, it stops you from enjoying the food you love. No one should be cutting out entire food groups unless there's a medical reason for doing so, which has been explained to you by a doctor and you've actually been diagnosed by a doctor. So this might be maybe if you're celiac, you need to cut out gluten or if you are lactose intolerant, you need to cut out dairy. And it's not because gluten is bad or dairy is bad. It's just because your body doesn't react well to it so gluten and dairy in themselves are not bad but maybe they are bad for your body because you have been diagnosed with a medical condition by a doctor so yes in these situations you are going to need to cut out maybe an entire food group or just a certain food but if you have not been medically diagnosed with anything then your body should be able to handle all foods and that includes eating a very wide variety of foods that you love I think it's very common that we often overlook our mental health when it comes to choosing what to eat. And instead, our behaviors are driven by the lowest calorie option or the lowest fat option or what's gluten free, what's dairy free, because we are thrown throwing all, all of these messages by diet culture that certain foods are bad, certain foods are good. And in the end, we just don't know anymore. So we just go with what we think is the best option based on what all of these external factors are telling us without truly listening to our own internal needs. And it is okay to take your mental health into consideration when you're deciding what to eat today. And I think the reason we have stopped taking our mental health into consideration is because so many of our behaviors are driven by what will contribute to weight loss and If I eat X, Y, Z, it's going to make me lose X, Y, Z pounds. And that is the goal. Weight loss is the main goal for so many people. We often think that when we lose X amount of weight, we'll be happy and confident and successful and good enough and worthy and all these amazing feelings. But the truth is, you are not going to feel any of those things unless you are doing the inner work alongside that. And you're healing what is going on inside your mind as well as changing your body aesthetically, it is not a bad thing to want to lose weight. And it is not a bad thing to want to change your body aesthetically. But you have to think about where is that coming from? What is the root of that? Why do you want to change your body? Why do you want to lose weight? Like what are those root feelings that you have, that you think losing weight is going to resolve? Because I can assure you there are many, many people out there who have lost the weight, who have got a flax stomach, who have a thigh gap and toned arms and everything that you could dream of, and they're still unhappy. Losing weight does not promise you a happier life. So if you have been avoiding all of the foods that you love... You've also been avoiding allowing yourself to feel joy and celebration and pleasure and what is life without this? What is life without pleasure and joy? It's pretty damn miserable and do you really want to continue on the path that you are currently living on without any of the foods you love? I knew I didn't and that meant something had to change starting with my mindset and the way I was seeing and labeling food. I used to avoid all foods that would give me pleasure because I associated those foods with weight gain. And in my eyes, at that time, weight gain was the last thing I wanted. It was the worst possible thing that could happen to me. And so I had to really let go of this fear. I had to accept the fact that I might gain weight when I heal my relationship with food and I stop restricting and that's okay. I had to really challenge those thoughts. I do also have a podcast episode on letting go of the fear of gaining weight, which you might also want to listen to if this is something that you really struggle with. So I had to ask myself, is gaining weight really the worst thing that could possibly happen right now? And then I had to think about what is so bad about gaining weight? What is actually so bad about that? There is nothing, nothing is bad about that. And I had to really consider what were the root feelings that I had, which meant that I was fearing that so much. And then I started thinking it was things like no one will love me if I gain weight or I won't be good enough, I'll never find a good job or I'll never be in a relationship if I gain weight. And so then I knew that the fear isn't actually gaining weight. The fear is not being loved, or the fear is never finding a relationship. So there is always something deeper going on there. And that is what I want to know. That is why it's so important to get curious and ask yourself questions and really dive deep into what is actually the root cause and what is the root of this fear? And then start asking yourself more and more questions. Why do you think no one will love you if you gain weight? Or why do you think you'll never find a good job if you gain weight? Do you know someone who is living in a larger body and are happily married or they have money, they have a good job, a good life and confidence? I can assure you that you do know someone that lives in a larger body and they're happy and fulfilled and confident. And guess what, you can have that too. And when you start intuitive eating and you stop labeling foods of good or bad, you start doing the work, you may put on weight at the beginning and then your body kind of starts to regulate itself. You may lose weight. You may stay the same. Like no one knows. You don't know. No one can tell you because no one knows your body and no one knows what your body is going to do when you are actually listening to it and you stop ignoring your hunger and fullness cues. So please know that you can absolutely have this life that you've always dreamed about and it is so possible for you, but you are limiting yourself with the current restrictive thoughts that you have around food. Anyway, I would love for you to go back and listen to that podcast if weight gain is something that you do fear. And it is time to start choosing foods which are mentally satisfying as well as physically satisfying. Okay, lastly, let's talk about how labelling food as good and bad creates a fear around food. And this fear can then cause us to have a very disordered relationship with food and in severe cases, an eating disorder, which can then be extremely life-threatening. As I mentioned before, our lives pretty much revolve around food, you will never get away from it. And so it's so important to start befriending it, instead of fearing it. And instead of making it an enemy, when we fear something, our heart rate increases, our blood starts pumping, we start sweating, we become anxious and stressed. And that is when the body then enters a sympathetic dominant state, which I mentioned previously. This is how the body preps for our survival in a dangerous situation. For example, a bear is coming to chase us usually would see the danger the body would fight it off and then it would go back to homeostasis and everything will be great but when food is the enemy it's always there the threat is always there and it's never going away because we have to eat every single day so we're going to start living in a state of chronic stress and the body and its nervous system is going to be highly activated all of the time Living in this type of chronic stress can cause many, many problems for the body in the long run. This might include poor digestion, poor sleep, high blood pressure, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, menstrual irregularities, constipation, diarrhea, the list goes on. There are so many problems that can occur when you are living in a chronic stress all the time. Fear stops us from being able to enjoy the foods that we really want and it stops us from being able to have a healthy relationship with food. It is also very often based on unreliable sources from the internet. There is so much unsolicited advice out there that it becomes so confusing to know what we should and shouldn't be eating. When really, we just need to tune into our body's own needs and reconnect with ourselves. So let's start looking at how we can do that. How can we start reconnecting with our body? And how can we start ditching the labeling around food? So firstly, you have to challenge the message that you are receiving from diet culture, because we are sold a narrative from a very young age that once we lose weight, everything's going to be perfect. And that we should all be striving for this ideal body, but it is absolute bullshit. So challenge the message that diet culture is giving you start questioning them and start educating yourself Next time you are trying to decide what to eat from maybe the fridge or when you're out for dinner, be really conscious about your thoughts and what's going through your head at that time. Because at this point, your thoughts are on automatic. They are running through your mind and you don't even know it. It is your subconscious. They have been running for so long that it's just automatic programming now. And in order to change those thought patterns, you need to bring consciousness into the scenario. So when you're opening the fridge and you're trying to decide what to eat, maybe you're hungry for a snack, what are you telling yourself? Are you looking at something and saying that has too many calories or I can't have that, that's bad for me or that's only a food I eat in the evening, that's only a food I eat in the morning or I'm only allowed that food on the weekend. Really take notes of everything that is coming into your mind because you will be amazed how often you are labeling food without realizing it and how often you are having these negative and restrictive thoughts around food that you don't even know you're having because they are just running automatically now. So awareness is the first step. And really ask yourself why? Why are you labeling these foods as good or bad? Why do you not allow yourself to eat bad foods? Do you find that you overeat in these moments? Do you fear any of these bad foods? dig very very deep so this is the first step challenge the message that diet culture is giving you and bring consciousness into the scenario start asking questions start asking why 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 number two you want to reject the need to look a certain way diet culture makes us fear gaining weight and getting fat and tells us that x food will make us gain weight and we shouldn't eat it and we should eat the lowest calorie option We should not try to be a certain weight or size purely because society tells us that we should be that size. We are all unique individuals and everybody wants to be a unique size and shape. So start letting your body do that. Start letting your body thrive in whatever shape and whatever weight that comes in when you are not restricting food. And remember that you could be eating the exact same food as someone else and still look different. Because you have different genetics and you have different ways of metabolizing food. And it's more important to focus on finding your healthy weight range and not restricting calories, but listening to your own body's internal hunger and fullness cues. And working with a professional can really help you find your hunger and fullness cues again, because for some people, they may have been lost. If you have been dieting or restricting food for a very long time, you might not even know when you're hungry and you might not know when you're full. So working with a professional can really help you regulate. These cues. Number three, we want to start rewording good and bad and I will either call it more nutrient-dense foods or less nutrient-dense foods, but something that I read and really loved was calling it very nourishing foods and not as nourishing foods. So I want to get this straight. All food is nourishing. All food provides energy and it serves a purpose in one way or another, whether that's to provide us with a vitamin or a mineral or to provide us with satisfaction for our mental health. All food has a place. And everyone's nourishing scale will be very, very different because we are different people. So the very nourishing ends are foods that leave you feeling energized and food that your body loves. So on my very nourishing scale, I would have vegetables, fruits, nuts, meats, eggs, whole grains, and it's okay to include foods, on the very nourishing side of the scale that are less nutrient dense. So on my side of the scale, I would also add ice cream and chocolate and ice cream sandwiches and pizza because in a balanced diet, I love these foods. They leave me feeling good. They leave me feeling mentally satisfied. And most importantly, they make me happy. So I don't want to avoid them anymore. I want to be eating them because they make me happy mentally. And that is so, so important. The key is to just balance the amount that we are having. And that comes to learning your own body and learning what feels good for you and what doesn't feel good for you. And it will take time to learn that. Number four, we want to start tapping into self-care. Eating is one of the most fundamental things that you can do to show that you care for yourself. You would never withhold breathing or water, so stop withholding food. Food is what provides our body with energy and calories and it needs to carry out all of these biological and metabolic processes. This means that before you have even been to the gym or done any sort of physical exercise or activity, your body needs calories just to survive. So even on rest days, you need to eat so your body is able to carry out processes like digesting food. Yes, your body needs energy and it needs calories to digest food as well as pump blood around the body, make hormones and neurotransmitters, build muscle. All of these things require energy and energy is something you get from calories and calories is something you get from food. So please, 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 if you do anything after listening to this podcast episode, go and eat something, go and enjoy something nice and delicious and something that is going to satisfy you mentally as well as physically. Okay, a final final note that I want to end this podcast episode on is when you are bringing more consciousness into your world and you are doing the work and you're recognizing your automatic negative thought patterns, you have to start changing the narrative to break the pattern. Otherwise, the negative thoughts are just going to continue to keep running automatically, so you have to break that. And It's okay if when you change the negative thoughts to a more neutral thought or a more positive thought towards food, if you don't 100% believe it at first, but the goal is to choose a narrative which isn't so far out of your reach and it maybe is believable now or you know that at some point in the next few weeks or few months, you know you're going to be able to believe it, like it is a believable narrative thought and it is not so far out of reach that you think no no way I'm never going to get there like you have to choose something which you know is believable to you. So for example if maybe you were telling yourself I can't eat that because it's bad I want you to now change this to all foods fit into a balanced diet And then instead of I can't have that, that has too much sugar, I want you to try saying right now my body is craving some sugar and that is okay and it is okay to honor that. And then instead of I can't have that, it will make me gain weight. Why not try no food on its own will change my weight. All foods have a plate in an overall balanced diet. So I challenge you every single time a negative thought around food pops up, change the narrative. Make it more neutral, make it more positive because all food truly does fit into a balanced diet. Okay, so that is the end of today's podcast episode. If you have listened to the end, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope it provides you with some sort of insight or value. If you do have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I absolutely love speaking with everyone who listens to the podcast episode. I really appreciate it. And I would absolutely love it if you subscribed and left a review. It really helps get the word out there about the podcast. So that would absolutely, Absolutely make my day. I hope you have a lovely rest of your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is that you're listening to this and I will see you next week for another podcast episode. Bye!